Without a ball, it's just a court. And without your spirit, it's only a game. So, together with the fans, we bring our best. For your next pregame, let's share a twist on a classic. The Hennessy Margarita. A squeeze of fresh lime juice and a bit of agave syrup. Topped off with ice and a salted rim. Mix it, shake it, pour it. And enjoy the spirit of the NBA. Hennessy. Without your spirit, it's only a game. 21 and older, please drink responsibly. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I've been thinking about that, what you just said. Like, I have a lot of players reaching out to me. Like, they send a clip over. Like, man, this is the spot on the head. This is spot on the head. And um, I'm trying to – we got to dig into the weeds of the numbers. Uh, but I want to coin us uh, your favorite player's favorite pot. And that's no disrespect to nobody else because I'm showing love to everybody. Uh, but I think there's um, – the conversations that we're having, the topics that we're discussing put us in that vein. So – Oh, no, one thing, let me just say this, too. Let me just say this. And also, too, you come on this, bitch. We well research. We didn't come and have you kick it and come hang out. Like, I was doing, like, research and looking at other pods. I'm like, Man, these niggas just show up. Like, you know what I'm saying? And don't do a motherfucking thing. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here like, what? Half these pods is full of shit. Shout out to the streets, though. Make sure to subscribe to Point Four wherever you listen to your podcast and follow us on all social channels at Point Forward. As always, Point Forward is presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with code Point Forward. Because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. Point Forward. This is Andre Iguodala. This is Evan Turner. We're trying to get to the true essence of not just basketball, but life, and that means something, something, something. It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. That level of understanding has been taken out of the game. Of the game. Finishing off our year, which is kind of finishing off basically the, what was our second season and beginning of our third season, of mm-hmm. some of a, of a hell of a 2023. So I think it's worth going into the review and checking out what was some of our favorite moments, not only you know, from this year, but also from the show. What did you think when you look back on point four in 2023 that really stuck out to you and you were like, shit, this is, this is that thing? Man, we had a lot of great moments, like a lot. Uh, going back to the summer uh, or even last season, ending of the 22-23 season, uh, the conversation that two conversations that I was upset that I missed um, running around. One of them was in Utah with Dame. The other one was in LA. I couldn't get there with practice and um, the, the 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 ills of last season. 
couldn't get to um, what they call him uh, hit Mamba Hillbilly Hillbilly Mamba. Yeah. Um, so Austin Reed, the Austin Reeves interview, which led to um, the Summer USA. I don't think we dove into that as much, um, but that's a that that's a that was a great moment in history in terms of how we construct our B team going to the uh, World Championships, and then now they're stacked on top of each other as opposed to being a year split or a year between the two. So they both would be on even years. Um, now it's odd, even back-to-back world championships, then they're going into the Olympics next year. And so we didn't medal at all. Um, we took some, we took a little bit of a beating. And you see the energy coming out of that, that all the guys want to play. Conversation we've been having, uh, U.S. versus the world, you know, would that be an all-star game format that we can use going forward? So I think uh, that the Austin Reeves conversation, uh, him making a USA team and people trying to exploit his flaws. And what well, what was your thoughts about Team USA? Did, did we I mean, dive into that? Go, well, to go back into it, the Austin and Dame thing, my thoughts when uh, Patience and them said Dre wasn't going to be there <laughs> for, like, the interviews, I was scared as shit. Ah, but, you, but there was yeah, there were two of our better interviews. So yeah, I'm, but I'm know, like, I'm, I feel like I feel like one of the NSYNC, NSYNC guys. You know, NSYNC. They the question was always who's gonna go off and be by themselves, and they was like Justin's gonna go off and go solo on us. We're gonna be left in the dust. And then I see them big ass numbers coming from those two episodes. I'm like, damn, he might be hilarious. going off into the wind. Because <laughs> I'm no, I'm more of a JC Pantone type of guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, was it JC Chavez? Whatever his name. I thought Chavez, he was yeah, a real yeah, star. Yeah, 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 Chavez. I thought he was a real star. But I think like, you know, Justin's mom, that was her she was a momager, so I think she pushed him forward. But long story oh. short, I think those are two interviews that we should get back because I think uh once again, I think that inter- interview between you and Dane would be something super special. And then I think also, too, just like with Austin Reeves, I think he's elevated since then. And I think there's just a big, a big time conversation. There's only certain levels I can get to and not in a negative sense. But you have championship uh, background and pedigree that you can really talk. And um, I think where you've been at is a certain level that really opens up uh, people to want to be on the show and ask you questions. And I think that's where the insight for the show gets super cool. Even when I w- watch you talk to Chris Paul or talk to some of the, these other top players, I'm like, all right, I, there's only a certain level I've gotten into, but we're looking at like masters or people that have unlocked that next chain. And I think that's what is super cool for the viewer and the listener is to really, you know, go into like the mind of like, you know, a master, like a, you know, a, a superhuman to say the least. Um, that's our, I think that could be the message for the year. Find friends who believe in, in you. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So um, I, that's what I think the beautiful thing of our pod is, and I'm learning more and more about myself and you, is that this great balance between the two. Um, and then we spoke about it on JJ's pod, which I really enjoy, enjoyed because there's so many different uh, vibes and feelings in pods. One can be really turned up. One could be turned down a little bit. One could be really technical, and one could be more of like a comedic relief. It could be dark comedy. And so with, with the JJ one, it was more technical. You know, we're talking a lot about the refs, talking about how we see the game. You know, how you go independent with your own company in the content space, in the creator economy that we're in. 
um, you know, we should dive in a lot, a little bit more in tech, not as much, but we still talk about it. Um, but one thing that I took away from that is like this balance that we have. And but right. what I'm saying is I do think it would be a great conversation to bring back Dane and Austin. On the Dane front, I think we can have a really fun uh, basketball debate. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying about the JJ pod is I mentioned that I have to be careful in how I critique individuals and players because like I am in the position that I am. And so I'm 100% in support of the players, good game, bad game, so on and so forth. And I'm trying to figure out like that lane to go in. But in that Dame conversation, uh, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about Dame and Steph being so great Sometimes it takes away from Dame's greatness, and Dame is on that level, I will say. Yeah. And so I, sometimes you don't get a chance to appreciate certain guys. The same way I say it's hard for me to appreciate Steph, it's hard for me to appreciate somebody like Dame just because of how I, look, I had to look at the game from a competitor standpoint. And yeah. I spoke about that about Le- with LeBron. With LeBron, I've always said he was so good and he was so much better than us that I would never allow myself – to say that LeBron James is so much better than me. You just can't do it as a competitor. You know how we are. And so now that I've removed myself from the game, I've actually found moments where I can appreciate him. Now, I will say it's only a few guys, I say two guys, that I can truly appreciate while they're playing. So, yes, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, putting Kyrie in that bucket. Mm -hmm. And Carmelo. I can appreciate those guys when when I'm in real time. But when I'm playing against him, that's when it's removed. Um, But I think LeBron, we just knew LeBron was going to be that guy. We had to get over that hurdle. I can never never give him too much respect because I knew at the the pinnacle of it all, I would have to see him. And so same thing with Dame, I think, where we knew we would see him in the playoffs. Like, yeah, I think we knew we were going to win, but he was that good to where, you know, I'm looking for his weaknesses, and that's all that I see. And so that conversation would be amazing basketball debate. Austin Reeves, uh, we got to get back with him on a golf course. I would love to do that. Um, he's playing golf now, how I played golf uh, before, like, everything just got dumped on me with, with, the, uh, with the work that, that, you know, we're trying to build, whether it's our production company, whether it's with the union, whether it's with the tech stuff, so on and so forth. So I do think that would be a great conversation uh, if we were able to run it back, and I do think we'll be able to um, figure out something in the near future with them. Um, PJ, PJ Tucker conversation was really good. Yeah, I thought I thought the streets appreciated PJ Tucker. I think one thing that occurs is one thing to, and it's different because uh, I think like being an athlete and stuff, like you have like when you when you look at fans or you look at like peers or the consumers, those are not other people you can take for granted. You know what I mean? If you judge from from my social media, I don't appreciate them at all. But like, <laughs> but like when you're looking in like. A certain instance, one thing I really appreciate that's been super fun coming from just getting love off the streets from people that support it was when fellow basketball players were coming up and like, yo, like Duncan Robinson came up to me talking about the P.J. Tucker interview. It was like, mm. yo, there's shit y'all spoke on from there that I really related to. And it was like super crazy, super dope. That's when I feel like I get the most like satisfaction when like another peer or like a basketball player comes up and say, yo, this shit, when y'all... Y'all hit it right on the head, you know what I mean? The nail on the mm-hmm. head with that one. I always, always appreciate that. And I thought P.J. Tucker had a lot of little bites that kind of, uh, it wasn't for the superstars, but it was for everybody else in that league. That's 90% yep. 
And I feel like when you hear a voice being spoken, I felt like PJ, his his vulnerability, his openness to stuff is the exact reasons why he's living in Nirvana. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, no, I sacrificed all this. And you can say I'm taking hits, but it's like, no, this is for a bigger picture. And whether you think yeah. so or not, anybody in that position would be like, damn. Even I was sitting there, like, if I was as tough as PJ, or even as, like, less egotistical, like, I'd probably be on year 18 and still have 50 or 60 more million. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Or, like, whatever mm-hmm. else it is. And, and I thought that story mm-hmm. was just a huge story on, like, man, just sticking with it, not worrying about what's happening left or right, and taking advantage of e- each opportunity. And I, and I definitely appreciate PJ for that story. Hennessy and Mitchell and Ness have come together for the ultimate drop, a limited edition collection to celebrate Hennessy's continued partnership with the NBA. Because some things just go together, like Evan and myself. Hey, man, man. Remember when we met back in the day at Tim Grover's attack facility? Mm-hmm. I think it was like 08. I was finishing up my freshman year, and you were about to prepare to get that bag, right? Yes, my extension year. We met in 08. In 2010, we fast-forward to be each other's teammates. Mm-hmm. I obviously thought I was better than you. Then the first day of practice, I go baseline. And you you Brian blocked my shot before that Brian. That was a good block, G. <laughs> bro, I remember that, that. Bro, that was an amazing block. I'm looking like, bro, what just happened back there? And then I'm like thinking something, like talking to my agent. Like, bro, you just said I was better than this dude? Look, on the court, you're surrounded by a collection of personalities, egos, and talent. But when the pieces come together, that's when you form a great team. The same thing is true when you mix a great drink. Different ingredients come together for the first time, complementing one another to make something out of this world. And beyond the drinks, this drop with Hennessy and Mitchell and Ness celebrates the intersection of basketball with art, music, and fashion. Elements of culture that represent ways the fans and players pay homage to the game. The exclusive collection will have a limited drop available for both in retail and online. Check out at Hennessy US on Instagram for more information. Hennessy, without your spirit, it's only a game. 21 and older, please drink responsibly. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. No, no, for sure. Because I think it was, you know, you, your sentiments towards sacrifice for the better of the team doesn't, you're not rewarded in, a, in the normal vein. Because most of the time when everyone knows, hey, they, that guy right there, 
is sacrificing for the better of the team and the team's going forward because of his sacrifice. And normally you can be compensated fairly because of that. And I think in other sectors, but in sports or, you know, yeah, in sports, it actually can be used against you by the same folks that you're sacrificing for. And I think that part resonated with our peers a lot. Um, I've been thinking about that, what you just said. Like, I have a lot of players reaching out to me. Like, they send a clip over. Like, man, this hit the spot on the head. This was spot on the head. And um, I'm trying to – we got to dig into the weeds of the numbers. Uh, but I want to coin us uh, your favorite player's favorite pot. And that's no disrespect to nobody else because I'm showing love to everybody. Uh, but I think there's um, – the conversations that we're having, the topics that we're discussion, discussing um, – put us in that vein so um also, the opposite end of it too oh no one thing let me just say this too let me just say this and also too you come on this bitch we well re- research we didn't come and have you kick it and come hang out like i was doing like <laughs> research and looking at other pods i'm like these niggas just show up like you know what i'm saying and don't do a motherfucking thing <laughs> like i'm sitting here like what can we say that Put it out there, G, because I'm sitting there. There there, there are a lot of pods, though. There are a lot of pods. There are a lot of pods, my nigga, but there's a lot. Like, literally, bro, they ask one question, and they just waste the nigga time. I see why we can't get niggas on a pod. Everybody in their mama wasting their time. (laughs) (laughs) Half these pods is full of shit. Shout out to the streets, though. (laughs) Fuck what you heavy. But keep going. My fault, Dre. (laughs) Yes, but on the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, in terms of, like, guys really appreciating what we say. Um, we did go viral uh, not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, in terms of, and I was just looking at something with Method Man, and he spoke about something on Kanye West, and they edited it a certain way, and they tried, they took off the front end and they took off the back end, so it looked mm. as if he said something um, very controversial, when in actuality mm. he was giving an example of nonsense that gets pulled into the culture. And so um, my sentiments towards Kevin Durant, it was probably the most eloquent, uh, the most um, respectful way to speak on someone who I am a fan of and how it got turned into (laughs) a viral moment as if I was dissing someone. (laughs) It was, and it was almost as if I was being funny that the only, and 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 it was, it was put so well together. It was constructed so well by myself. I'm patting myself on the back. You sure did. I, I made, did I made sure. That. I made sure they couldn't twist the words. I was, I was saying Kevin doesn't lift weights. Is it? Yes, of course he lifts, lifts weights. I'm saying this guy is so good. The only way we can stop him is by just fouling him and pushing him around. And they won't call foul because he's so good because it's too easy for him. So I'm saying this guy is so good that we're allowed to beat him up and foul him because that's the only way we can keep the game close. And P.J. Tucker spoke to it. He said, I'm fouling this man every single time. And so all these conversations we're having, I'm thinking all the time. Like, I'm thinking, okay, how do I voice it to the real fans of basketball without it being um, deconstructed or disrupted by the folks sitting on the couch at home tweeting with no knowledge at all. Or like and how they, they always, they, yeah. they kill us. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm just saying, like, we got to go, we got to be above the noise sometimes. 
but do we address it when it comes up? Because it can come up anytime as when we're talking about any player. Point forward. Another in terms of, you know, a year in review and what do you call it? Controversial? I don't know if you call it controversial, but one of our um, more, more viewed, most viewed, it might have been our most viewed moment was the Matt Barnes Mo Cheek story. And I was a little nervous because, like, I'm really cool with Mo Cheeks. Like, Mo Cheeks is my guy, and his son, Eddie, is my guy. I call him Lil Mo. Like, I, I forgot his name for years because I was just so used to calling him Lil Mo. <laughs> um, not the singer, but Mo Cheeks' son. And so, um, you know, I'm always trying to get a good feel, and I don't like going viral for controversy, but those are interesting stories, and they do happen. Um, and, like, where's the line? You know, like, where's our line in terms of, like, how far we want to go? What do we cut? What do we play? But that's, that's like um, one of those moments where, where your confidence is as a professional athlete. Uh, but that story was really interesting. And I thought it was a story that needed to be told. But as African-American, um, and then we heard a story about this year, about around in-season tournament with Bobby Portis and Adrian Griffin, their head coach. And I do think we can, we should have that conversation in terms of why is it spotlighted or why is it a lot of fanfare around a player and how he speaks to his coach if it's African-American and how the noise is different, you know, if it's not an African-American coach and how we're always pushing for, you know, who's in the front office, the diversity there, who's at the head of the bench and where's the diversity there. And so I was nervous seeing that conversation populates so much, but it was a good conversation, you know, and, and your thoughts on that. No, I, I think I felt Matt Barnes a certain type of way because at the end of the day, I'm glad he was able to speak on it because in that certain moment when he was doing it, it made it seem like he's hostile. But then when he comes down to it, it's like, no, nah, he spoke from a, a moment that dr- drove him on top of a moment of hurt. He's like, no, dude, I work out every single day. I'm trying to make the leap. I didn't have this journey to start. And some random dude was like, hey, you ain't finna shoot that shit. I don't know why you working on it. So I should just die. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's saying you can't play this and the third. Like, no, I don't get. <laughs> it's one thing to have humility and call it a day. And I'm cool with that. But like, you're going to hear a fuck you. I'm for the fuck you every now and then. Be like, y'all, fuck you. I made it. So I love that story because at the end of the day, that's. If Matt listening at like the. the if he didn't tell that part, just being like, fuck you and resist, he would have never made it over that hurdle. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes mm-hmm. you got to have that type of, type of toughness. But I thought that, I thought it was a pretty cool story. I thought it was a real story, like trials and tribulations. It kind of really built and made up who he was. You know, I think uh, one of my favorite interviews was uh, Sue Bird. I thought that was our best mm-hmm. interview. Really? I thought Sue okay. Bird was what? I thought Sue Bird was like the dopest. She she's one of my favorite players growing up. So from UConn and everything. So I low key like Sue Bird more than I like Tarazi. But then mm. like we sat down. And I know and you're a big fan her. of Tarazi. Yeah, and um man, she was just so fucking cool with G. Yeah. It was like I felt like we weren't in front of her, but like just even it felt different. There was she came with an aura, in my personal opinion. I think so. And I agree with all those sentiments, and I wonder what that is, because, you know, we always have these what a gender's energy should be like, and I go back to the Jay Z line. I'm always thinking. I don't know why Jay Z line always pop, pops up into my mind, but 
check my swag, I walk like a ball player. And when you talk about her aura and her swag and her coolness, it feels like um, Carmelo Anthony. And how like they just naturally walk with a swag to them and you know it's natural. There's nothing forced with them. Like they're gonna move how they move. And you can just, I think the energy they give off is very welcoming. Like, yeah, yeah this yeah. is this is the wave you should be on. This is how you yeah. should present yourself. Like, this is the yeah. ultimate confidence. We're like, yeah, my confidence should be at this level. And you you always look at them like, man, it's something about them. They walk in the way they should be walking. Right. And and I think that attracts a lot of people towards them. And I think she has that, you know, that's her that's her gift to life. Yeah, and and I and and one thing I noticed that when you say ultimate confidence, it's just like those one things it's like celebrate and win before you know it. I feel like she walks around like she's up and it's going to work out. Like you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I mean, somebody just led that was a point guard. I mean, she led some of the best college teams, some of the best pro teams, was one of the best leaders in the history of women's basketball. So yep. when you think about uh when you somewhat think about that, it's kinda like, you know, I, I thought it was natural. But then even just speaking to her and just you know, whole conversation was dope, and I, and uh, I think I saw her at the at the ch- game five or uh, the WNBA championship this year, and we we chatted up too. She was super cool. I enjoyed that. Yeah, and I'm trying to get to. Uh, I mean, we'll be in. I'll be in Vegas, um, and then uh, all the things we do with the W with our union. Um, I got to get to some games. Uh, I think my schedule. Uh, not only calls for it, but allows for it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that, especially with the run the Aces are on and then what they got going on in, in, uh, with the Liberty playing in Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. I think it's some. And, and just women's sports in general skyrocketing. Shout out to Bay FC, my squad. Oh, National that's what women's that is? League. I didn't know what yeah. that was. Yeah, we getting to it. Here's our Letterman jacket. Uh, North Bay, South Bay, East Bay. Yes. Yes, it was. It was naturally the um, the owners, the uh, founders, the original founders of the uh, Bay FC team, and uh, Danielle Slayton. Speaking of looking into the future, uh, our conversation with her that we had uh, hasn't dropped yet, but I'm looking for that to drop in the new year. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, yeah, speaking of that, looking into the future... Um, some of the interviews we've already completed, but just haven't dropped uh, any of them. You looking forward to the, the fanfare, fan reception once they drop? I think uh, I'm looking forward to the Joe Fresh Goods. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I like the one, like, some of the stuff I like isn't fanfare because at the end of the day, like, most niggas not in tune. You understand what I'm but saying? You, but, so, like, but, but, but that's where you, that's where you come in. Oh no 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 yeah for sure so like I'd be like yo we're talking to Joe Freshcuts like they need to know that they you, don't sometimes yeah, they may not you, know and it's up to you yeah. or myself to just inform the people yeah and they'd be like yo if you don't like if you like yeah you like Joe Freshcuts like do you understand what I'm saying like if you like 
at home, get out the mud, build up, then you like Joe Freshka. It's like if you like mm-hmm. swagger and everything like like mm-hmm. Joe is a sauce. So don't tell me like I can't get down with it. Like that's why sometimes I be looking at people like if you don't relate, my nigga. Go run your head into a corner. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like you're not listening, G. You feel what I'm saying? No, for sure. No, for sure. And I think this is the same, the same person in that same vein um, is uh, La Russell. And a uh, big La Russell fan. We actually had a text exchange the other day. It was uh, yeah. very, very, um, you know, close to the heart in terms of what we were speaking on. Um, but in terms of, like, how we follow people and, like, who do we follow? Like, it's cool with following people. Like, there's certain people I look up to that can influence me. Um, but I think we have to keep in mind like who that person is. And like, we don't over, or have to overanalyze who someone is. or uh, But I do think there is something to like taking a step back saying like, hey, you know, what is this person trying to accomplish with their art? And is there a, is there a mastery in their and what they do with their art? Do they respect their art? Are they just doing it for financial gain? Um, uh, are they just following trends? And that's what I'm looking forward to in that conversation with the Russell um, and particularly what he spoke on not being uh, a TikTok music maker. He was like, it's bigger than that. You know, you're looking for longevity. You know, you're looking for to build a, a true catalog. So um, the Russell conversation yes, and then following that is Dean Athanasia's conversation, uh, conversation around uh, building wealth, um, wealth versus being rich. Um, you know, how we should look at finances, how we should look at um, capitalism, how we should look at building assets, assets versus liability. Uh, one of my young guys just asked me for a book to read, and uh, he acts as if he's never read a book before, but he's actually a smart individual. I'm going to bring him on the show. It'll be our first two-way player, current two-way player. I'll get him. Who is um, I forgot his name. He annoys me so much. I'm going to change his name. Make sure you put that in the pod, too. Uh, Lester Keonez. Lester Keonez is my young fella, man. Like he's I like that kid, crazy. man. I like call him the baby kid. Jordan Poole. You call him the baby Jordan Poole. He has he rebounds more than JP does, um, but yeah, they're just electric basketball players that can just fill it up. And he's been averaging around thirty in a G. Like every time I look up, he's got thirty. Uh, the recent game in Orlando showcase uh, against the Knicks, he had thirty six and six. Um, and I keep looking up. He has his high assist, high rebounds. I gotta check his turnovers though, because that's his, that's been his biggest knock on him is the decision making with the turnovers but if he can be a little bit more efficient with that assist to turnover ratio he's an NBA player and everyone's saying that nah. so shout out to Lester we're going to bring him on he's crazy as hell so I can't wait for you to talk to him no but I like him G I like him a lot and not only that bro Lester's dope and I bro oh, I'm going to put this my young and been in the G League for so long that I want to be like nigga you 27 <laughs> killer like can you please get, like go the fuck overseas like, never mind. But let's no. That's a conversation. Even. That's a conversation no, that's we should have. Yeah, because y'all y'all are blocking away. It's like one nigga he killing year seven of summer league, and it's like no, my nigga, you're not an NBA player. Stop. Like you, you should only be able to get three exhibit tens, two exhibit tens, and call it a day, my nigga. Point forward. So I'm looking for that conversation into the new year. Also looking forward to adding a second recording on the business segment uh, coming to YouTube on our Point Forward channel at Point Forward on Fridays in January. Looking forward to that. Uh, but that is one of our conversations that I cannot wait to have. And uh, I think to wrap it up, two things. Predictions on NBA champions and your New Year's resolutions for 2024. 
Um, prediction on NBA champions. I got the Boston Celtics for sure. Uh, people were ragging on them. I'm going with the Los Angeles Clippers. Mm, I'm not Kawhi look like that. And Paul George, right, you know I, how you know what I think about Paul George and James Harden has found his rhythm and Russell Westbrook is thriving off the bench. This is what I will say. Usually a team with James and Paul, I would be nervous. You know how I feel about James in game sevens, and I think James is one of the waviest hoopers to ever do it. All right? Mm-hmm. Paul, thank them they got James and uh, Kawhi. And I think Kawhi, like I said, I said if you strip anything away, you just do a tournament or whatever occurs. And I obviously just had an in-season tournament, and, and Brian made me look like an idiot. But Kawhi wins 70-some percent of his games. Before mm-hmm. he went through the injuries and the ACL, I thought he was on his way to winning a chip because he was in rare mode and he was going crazy. So I like the Clippers, Boston Celtics, finals. I'm into that. And then my New Year's, what's your New Year's resolution? Mine is, uh, well, to 2023, my New Year's resolution was working until, are we in December? Late August, late, late October. I got a uh, new job and I kind of fell off a little bit, but I'm still working on it. No cursing. I was doing really good with cursing. Um, I'm, I'm down uh, in the vocabulary of curse words, of, uh, of profanity. But my New Year's resolution in 2024, uh, add, an, add a word to my vocabulary. Oh, that's hard. That's hard. That's hard. It's I called like no. I like the, word, the word of the day of the year is no. That's no. gonna be my word. No. no you, all right. I think one thing you could do, you should say it. You'll try to imply it and not respond. Just say no. Okay. Because then oh, you yeah, know yeah, me. Okay. If you Thank don't you. say no, I'll ask twice and I'll ask again. I'm like, bitch ass nigga, I asked you five times. Just say no. <laughs> the fuck I can the fuck? Yeah. So then follow that up. I think last year, my New Year's resolution. Which is like, I'm very proud of myself. So I remember when I said this, I was like, not in a darker point, but I was in an angry moment. And I was very, very angry. And I was like, irrit- irritable, angry. And like, I was like, I just want to be more happy and get more wholesome. Like, even like when I joke, like when I say stuff like bad to people, I kind of like meant it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like even that. No, no, but, it, but like it's the truth. And I, I just yeah. knew that wasn't good. Like there's one thing to joke. It's another thing just to let go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I said, I'm at this certain point, but I appreciate like where my spiritual centeredness is now for that sake. I just want to keep, uh, you know, growing in that sense and, you know, keep, you know, being kind instead of mis- mixing, uh, you know, positivity with, uh, with my bluntness. And I like probably, it. Probably, yeah, and then probably shit. Probably just picking up my health, you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're reaching our 30s, so, like... 30s? You know, cutting... Well, I'm 35. We're going towards our 40s or whatever. So I want to start doing shit where it's like, okay... No, I'm scared. Slowing down some of my vices, like adding more, like cutting out candies, just shit that's going to allow me to, you know what I mean? Last, but other than that, bro, I'm just wavy. The, the, the world just got to get with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 You know, you're, you're one of the more wavy uh, gentlemen that I know. Um, I'm trying to figure out my, my whole uh, feng shui. Cause Don't worry. It's buttoning sh- up, but working. I still want to. It's working? All right. No, I mean, I, to be honest with you, like the other, the past couple of times I've seen you dress, I like how you dress. I think you dress wavy. I just think like you're so wavy in a position to really set the tone. It's like whatever you do is the tastemaker. I think sometimes you literally look left and right. It's like, no, nigga, when you show up, that's what niggas going to do. 
Well, my stylist wants me to dress like you, just to let you know. That's how wavy you are. Man, your stylist got that's a pay her double because <laughs> that might be the only person doing something right for real. You know, <laughs> you know pay her double. I'm like, damn, for somebody, real? somebody so, clip this so I can send it to her so she can yeah, be nice to do me. That. She doesn't like me. <laughs> and don't worry, pay her double because she she know exactly what she's talking about. Because I be wondering, I'm like, man, why are all these niggas dressed like me? Now the show, let's get up out of That's a new right. thing for 2024. Dress like me, all right? Take it I easy. like it. I love it. All right. Y'all be cool. Without a ball, it's just a court. And without your spirit, it's only a game. So, together with the fans, we bring our best. For your next pregame, let's share a twist on a classic. The Hennessy Margarita. A squeeze of fresh lime juice and a bit of agave syrup. Topped off with ice and a salted rim. Mix it, shake it, pour it, and enjoy the spirit of the NBA. Hennessy, without your spirit, it's only a game. 21 and older, please drink responsibly. 